Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Welcome to church today. So good to have you. First service of the year. I'm really believing that 2022 is going to be an amazing year, not because of anything that we're going to do, but because of something I believe God is going to do in our lives, individually and in our church. And so I want to encourage you this year, would you set last year in the past and press on to the great future that God has for you? Would you do that with me as we do that as a church? That'll be so awesome. Hope you had a great Christmas. Did you have a great Christmas? How was your New Year's? Did you, did you rock out like it was 1999? Did you have a... I don't know what we do, you know, on New Year's Eve, but my family, we were in Adelaide. I went over to visit my twin brother, Kestrel, and his family had an amazing time. And can I just say, it was so hot in Adelaide. I think it was like 35 to 39 degrees every day for a week. Uh, It was so hot. And I was like, I love Melbourne. I love Melbourne. Why would you want to live there? The thing I love about Melbourne is that we have hot weather, but then what do we have? We have a, a change, a cool change that comes through, right? A cool change that comes through. It brings freshness. It brings a cool air. It brings a fresh wind. And uh, I love that. Very echoey up here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> anyway, it's all good. And uh, that's what I love about Melbourne. Well, today we are beginning a new series called Fresh Air. It's called Fresh Air. It's a series that we do every year at the start of the year. And it's something that we do is we come before God and we say, God, we need your fresh air, your fresh wind in our lives as we go into this new year, because we don't want to start it just by ourselves. We want to start it with God with us too. Can I get an amen? And so we're believing for God's Holy Spirit to blow away the hurt the stress, the failures, the disappointment, whatever it might be that you're carrying. We're asking for God, just like I said, God, please blow away this hot air in in Adelaide. Didn't happen, but anyway, we're going to believe for God to blow away in our own lives what was there and to bring His fresh air, His fresh wind into our lives. It's about believing for fresh revelation, fresh anointing, fresh uh, move of God's Spirit in our lives, fresh vision, peace, fresh strength, fresh life, fresh love, God's Spirit, fresh air. I don't know about you, but I need God's fresh air in my life. I need His fresh anointing to come upon me. So how are we going to receive God's fresh air this year? Well, if you're taking notes, write this down. This is going to be our sermon topics uh, today in the next two weeks. It's going to be this one. We're going to renew the mind Number two, we're going to refresh the spirit. And then thirdly, we're going to rekindle the flame. Come on, let's pray right now and ask for God to come around us. Lord God, I thank you for our time here this morning that we've already had with you, praising and worshipping you. I pray right now as we read your scriptures that we would receive a fresh revelation from you. We would hear your Holy Spirit ministering and speaking to our spirit today, Lord Jesus, in your mighty name, we say, amen. Why don't you turn into person and just say, hey, you're looking good today. So good to have you here. Open your Bibles with me to Romans 12, verse 11, and let's begin. The Apostle Paul says this, 
Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, turn to someone and say, hey, you're my brother, you're my sister. Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Paul, he makes a few interesting statements here uh, in this passage of Scripture. He says, in view of God's mercy. Uh, in chapters 1 to 11, Paul outlines his reason, his belief in Jesus Christ. He outlines the mercy of God. God's mercy is what? Sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins, but He rose again. On the third day, he is alive. The gospel message is what Paul has been talking about. That is God's mercy. So he unpacks that in the first 11 chapters. But now, in chapter 12, he's changing tact. He's talking about something new. He says this, in light of God's mercy, what God has done for us, what should we do? Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Offer yourself as a living sacrifice. And then he says, how do we do this? We do this by not conforming to the pattern of this world. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. You might be asking today, why should we not conform to the pattern of this world? Why should we not go along with what the world might be saying? The reason is because the world is a spiritual worldview that rejects God and rejects His salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ, it's the prevailing spirit of the age, of all ages, of all time. That is the spirit of the age. And so we don't conform ourselves to that. Instead, we, Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is where I want us to spend a little bit of time this morning looking at the renewing of our mind that Paul is doing here. Say it with me today. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. One more time, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've got a question today. How many people would like to be transformed in their life today? How many people would like to see some things broken off your life? Would like to see some hope, some vision, some joy come to your life? How many people would like to see some overcoming in your life this year? A change of thinking, a change of attitude, a change of outlook. Even more than that, let's get real today. How many of us maybe at some point in our life have found ourselves before God crying out to Him, maybe on our knees, maybe even weeping before God saying, God, I need you to change me. There's something in my life that I know is not right. There's sin, Lord. I need your power in my life to transform me, to make me a new person. Myself, I need to be transformed. Can I be honest with you today? Without the transforming power of God in my life, without God, I'm angry. I'm judgmental. I carry grudges. You know, I'm, I have unforgiveness. I'm selfish. My cry is, God, transform me. And I think I'm not the only person here today that's like that. I think we all are. We need God to transform us. And into this, Paul drops a truth bomb by saying renewal of the mind precedes transformation. 
And today for some people, that's some fresh air right for you right there. Paul says that renewal of the mind precedes transformation. But many of us are living a life that thinks, that says, we're living a life that says uh, that once we are transformed, then our mind will change. We say, God, if you will transform me, then I'll start to think right. God, if you will transform me, then I will start to speak right. God, if you will transform me, then I will start to live right. And yet that we've got it back to front. See, Scripture says when your mind is changed, your life will be transformed. I'm not making this up. This is what Paul says. Uh, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Where your mind goes, your life follows. Before we invited Jesus into our lives, we lived a life conformed to the spirit of this age. We rejected God. We rejected his truth. And perhaps you're with us today and you don't believe in Jesus. Maybe you're watching online on the live stream and you don't know God. And you would say that I don't even believe in God. And maybe you're here in this building and for whatever reason you're here, you're invited. Maybe you Googled us. Maybe you were um, just driving past, you saw the big Elevation Church sign out the front. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, you are here today. You are listening to this podcast. Can I just say to you today, I believe you're here for a reason. The church is not just for the church. The church is for people who don't go to church, who don't even believe in God. We want, we want unchurched people in church. Can I get an amen? Come on, can I get an Amen. We want unbelievers in church. Why? Because they're not going to know or learn about God out there. They're going to know and learn about God in the church through our lives, through the ways that we live. And if you're here today, I want to give you an opportunity to receive truth, not from the spirit of this age, but from the spirit of God, to know that you are loved by him, to know that you are accepted by him, and to give you an opportunity to invite him into your life at the end of my message. See, as followers of Jesus, we've been translated from the kingdom of this age into the kingdom of God. It's good news. The gospel calls that the good news of Jesus Christ. And in doing this, we now renew our minds, which results in transformation. We renew our minds, which results in transformation. But we need to understand that in renewing our minds, we seek more than just an external transformation. We seek more than just an external transformation. Sure, we want to avoid certain worldly behaviors. We want to avoid certain things that the scriptures say we should avoid. But that is not all there is to transformation. See, Galatians 5.19 says this, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature... The results are very clear, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, or have you said, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, but... The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruits in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. See, Paul says, listen to me and listen to me really well. There's a whole list 
of these, of these sinful things that we do, these lists of the flesh. And God doesn't just want you to replace those lists of things with another list of things. That's not what God is interested in. No, He wants to replace those things with the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Holy Spirit. See, church, we don't want just moral transformation. We want spiritual transformation. A transformation of our spirit in our lives. The Christian alternative to immoral behavior is not a new list of moral behaviors. It's the triumphant power and transformation of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. It transforms us through faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. And today, if you long to break from being conformed to this world, if you're struggling with issues of sin, if you're struggling with, with those types of things, if you longed to be transformed and made new from the inside out today, if you long to be free from duty-driven, checklist, legalistic Christianity today, if you, long to do, if you long to love the things that you ought to love and to do the things that you ought to love because of Jesus in you, today if you long to offer yourself as a living sacrifice to God Almighty, then you need to give yourself with all your might to the pursuit of the renewal of your mind. The renewal of your mind. So how do we renew our mind? First thing, if you're writing down notes, we need, we need the Holy Spirit for renewal of the mind. We need the Holy Spirit for renewal of the mind. The word renewal in Romans 12.2 is only used in one other place in the New Testament in the Greek Bible, and it's in Titus 3.5. Titus says this, He saved us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Renewal by the Holy Spirit. See, the renewal you need, that we need, that I need, is the renewal of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. We need the fresh air, the fresh wind. Scripture gives a picture that the Holy Spirit is like a wind. We need that fresh wind, the Holy Spirit. In our lives, we're dependent on His work in our mind, His work in our lives, and we're, we are guided by Him. We are Spirit-led. We are led by the Holy Spirit. All efforts we have follow His promptings and empowerment. So today, if you're saying, God, renew my mind, you need to invite the Holy Spirit around you. Say, Holy Spirit, guide me, lead me. This year, I want to hear your voice, Holy Spirit. Not just my own wisdom, not just my own knowledge, but your guidance, Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to renew our minds. And number two, we need God's Word, the Bible, for the renewal of the mind. John 8, 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in Him, If you abide in my Word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know what? The truth and the truth will set you free. If you will abide in my word, Jesus says, abide in my word. He says, spend time in my scriptures. Read the teachings that I taught. Look through the Old Testament. See the examples. See how it all um, um, prophesies and leads to me. Read the teachings of the apostles. Read the scriptures. When you read the Bible, 
You see Jesus. You see God on those pages. The, it, the Bible is not dead. It is alive and living. It is the inspired Word of God written down by men. You know, normal men, but it is God's inspired Word. Meditate on Jesus. Be in awe of God and His goodness. When you read the Scriptures, the goodness of God, I am so at awe that God would send Himself as Jesus to die for me, to die for you. I mean, He, he might die for me, but I don't know about you. I mean, if you stop and think about it, the God who created everything has existed for all time. I was talking to my son Ethan just yesterday about time and God and his existence and you start to think about it and your mind cannot comprehend it this is the God we serve he is that we are to spend time in awe of him see we replace what we carry in our mind of our own understanding our own experiences and thoughts and our own flesh nature and we allow God's truth to be ministered into our mind we allow God's word to come his revelation his conviction his encouragement, his challenge to permeate your mind. You can't read the scriptures without some part of your life being encouraged or some part of your life being challenged or some conviction of the Holy Spirit coming upon you as you read the scriptures of God. Let God's Holy Spirit rewire your spiritual mind. The keys could come. Here's the great thing, church. Here's the amazing thing. We have a great opportunity in these next 14 days for us to renew our minds as we go into our prayer and fasting. We have a great opportunity to renew our minds as we pray and fast. And maybe today you're here and you're asking, what, what, is, what is a fast? I haven't heard of that term before. I don't know what it is. Well, what it is, it is um, putting aside food typically or a habit that you have to focus on God. So it's sacrificing something, giving up food or something else for a period of time to focus on God. And why do we fast? Because it takes our reliance off one thing and puts our reliance and focus onto another who is God. That's why we pray and fast. And so we do that. Fasting was practiced in the Bible and in the early church. We see that Moses fasted and prayed when he went up to uh, receive the Ten Commandments, we see that Jesus fasted and prayed 40 days. I mean, we're only doing 14 days, church. The, the real OGs do 40 days. But Jesus fasted 40 days and nights before he entered into ministry. We see the apostles, before they appointed new disciples, they fasted and prayed. It's a scriptural discipline that we follow. So why do we fast and pray at the beginning of the year? We do it to honor God and to consecrate, to set apart this time to say, God, this year, we want you to use us. We want to come before you and say, God, here we are offering ourselves of a living sacrifice over these next 14 days that you would be merciful to us, that you would grant your grace and your power to us to enable us to serve you and to meet your call upon our lives for this year. Gabby, my wife, was just sharing earlier about the types of things you can fast. It's a full food fast, or you can do a Daniel fast, or some other type of food fast. You can do a habit fast, social media, TV, smoking, whatever it is that you want to do, you can do that fast. How long do we fast? Well, we're fasting for 14 days. You can choose to fast for seven days. 
You can choose to fast for three days. When do you fast? Every second day, every odd day, every even day, breakfast, dinner, whatever it is. You can do all those types of things. We're not legalistic about what you fast. Just choose something to fast. What, what do we do during the fast? This is a very important thing here. This is a very important thing here. See, we can often get hung up about the fact that, oh, I'm fasting food and all this kind of stuff. But this is the most important thing. We need to replace what we're fasting with a spiritual discipline. Make sure we understand this, church. We need to replace something with a spiritual discipline. See, if all you're doing is fasting and not anything else, all you're doing is dieting. And I don't have a problem with dieting, but that's not what we're about at this season. We're about prayer and fasting. And so you add a spiritual discipline, praying, reading the Bible. If we don't do this, we're just doing a diet. And so to help you with our fasting on our social media, if you jump on our social media, we have links where you can get a prayer guide, uh, a prayer calendar, which has some scripture verses that you can read. It also has some topics for you to pray about on that day, 14 days. Uh, every one of those days, we also have a prayer, uh, a fasting guide that tells you how you can fast. It goes into more detail than what I've just gone into right now. It can help you with all those types of things. Um, go to our social media. We're also going to be praying together. Okay, I've already shared it, but I'm going to say it again. Monday, Friday, 6.30 a.m., Instagram Live. Uh, I want to see every one of you on there. I'm going to be taking notes. Okay, they came. They didn't. <laughs> do those kinds of things. Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Uh, the next two Wednesdays, we're going to hear praying, believing for God to move, to do those things. And at the end of our fast on Sunday the 23rd, we're going to break the fast together. We're going to uh, fellowship. We're going to enjoy a meal together. We're going to break bread together. And then we also have our anointing service where we pray for each and every person, every single, every couple, every family, every person. We'll anoint you with oil. Uh, there's nothing special about the oil. It's just symbolic. We'll anoint you with oil and believe for God to move in these people's lives, to touch them. God, to unleash your call upon their life, your Holy Spirit to empower them for an amazing year to blessings, provision, health, do all those types of things as we believe for that. But can I just say this, church, as we approach our prayer and fasting, two ways I've seen Christians approach prayer and fasting. It's too hard, so they give up. You might be sitting here today and say, that's it, I'm doing a 40-day, full-day fast. Full fast. And maybe pick something achievable. <laughs> Can I encourage you today? If you've never done a full fast, 14 days, maybe say, you know what, I'll do a Daniel fast or something. Pick something achievable. On the other side, Christians can pick something so easy, you coast through it. So, you know, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to skip smoking marijuana. Ooh, i got a few concerned looks. But I don't smoke marijuana. I don't do any drugs. I don't smoke at all. You know, that's not something really. That's not a sacrifice. Pick a sacrifice. You know, something that is a sacrifice. So how do I fast? I generally do a combination, full fast, Daniel fast. And I'll make sure. Here's what's important. You know, when you, this is why I love doing a food fast. And you could do whatever fast you want. This is why I love doing a food fast. Because your stomach gets hungry. And it reminds you. Bronson, you need to eat. But then I'm like, no, I'm doing a fast, so I'm not going to eat. And I'm like, that's right, I'm doing a fast. So it focuses my mind back on God. And so in that moment, this is what I do. In that moment, I say a short prayer. If you, if you have the ability, you might be somewhere, you can pull out your iPhone and read a scripture verse. 
You might have the ability, maybe if you're working from home or something, to, to put on some worship music. That's, that, that's what you do. So if you, if you feel like, oh, I've got to jump onto my Instagram and check out my followers and see, you know, make sure I haven't lost any followers. So, oh, no, hang on, I'm fasting. You put that phone down. Say, God, I thank you. You're my provision. You're my, my need is you, Jesus. My need is not the want and the desires to be liked by people. It's to be liked by the I am, the one. So, you know, that's what we make sure we do while we're doing our fast. Read the Bible, pray, worship God. This is so important. Without this, you're just dieting. Now, I don't believe in spiritual diets. I believe in fasting, seeking God as we fast. And so, can I be super honest with you today? I don't care what you fast or how long you fast for. Well, you don't have to come up to me after the service and say, Oh, Pastor Bronson, I'm going to do this. Is that okay? Between you and God, I don't care what you fast or how long. What I care is that you fast with us. What I care about is you say, you know what? I'm part of Elevation Church. I'm part of a church of 11 locations all around Australia. We're all praying and fasting over these next two to three weeks. I want to be part of what God is doing in the lives of this church. And I know that as I'm praying and fasting, I'm not doing it by myself. There are brothers and sisters sitting next to me right now who are going through the same thing, doing the same thing. They're seeking God. They're praying. They're believing. They're, they're saying, Holy Spirit, renew my mind at this time as I fast and I'm part of something together with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Today, fresh air, we're believing for God's fresh air in our lives. And if we would renew our minds to think in a new way, God will transform us. And today as we start a new year, I really think that this is a great way to start the new year, to renew our minds, to say, God, transform me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you. I'm not saying that, 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 that you're bad or you're failing. But what I'm saying is I believe God has more for you. I believe God wants to call more out of you. I believe He wants to call more out of me. Today, if we would say, God, Renew our minds. Let us be all that you've called us to be. We haven't yet achieved all that God has for us and wants for us in our lives. Today, we have a, an amazing opportunity of these next 14 days to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, but it doesn't stop at the end of that. It continues on through the year as we seek God and we seek His Holy Spirit. So as you're fasting, ask God to renew your mind. If you just want to close your eyes. As you're fasting, as you're praying, seek God, seek His Holy Spirit. Be transformed as your mind is renewed. And as we pray and fast, I really believe we're going to lean into God's Word. We're going to lean into the Holy Spirit. We're going to experience His presence on our lives. We're going to experience God coming to us. You know, can I encourage you as you, as you enter this period of fasting, seek God for something. Be specific. God, there's this area of my life. I'm gonna, that's what I'm fasting for. I'm fasting for my children to know Jesus. God, I'm fasting for healing in my life, Lord God. God, I'm fasting because I believe there's a call upon my life and I want to see that call outworked in my life, God. I'm fasting for something. Do that today. Have a reason to fast. Jesus, today in this place. Thank you, Lord God.